0: Welcome to Outside the 9
1: to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride.
0: All right, while you're pulling up a topic, I'm just going to lay down a 411. I don't know what Not the code is a 411. Where does the 411 come from? Anyway, whatever. General information as it pertains to the podcast. Over the next couple of weeks, we're doing a little bit of traveling. And when I say we, I guess me. I'm going out to Colorado to dice up the slopes.
1: Oh, <laughs> fresh pow pow. Yeah,
0: dude, powder. Hang
1: um, Hang ten. That's, dude, that's <laughs> surfing.
0: If I do that out there, people are going to fucking laugh at me. Um,
1: <laughs> Be like, yeah. yo, I'm just trying to get pitted. <laughs> Is that – what's that? Pitted. Pitted. Have you ever seen that, that uh, video, that like famous news video of the anchor interviewing a, a, a surfer? Oh, my and it's God. Like, yeah. it's like right around like Hurricane Sandy, yeah. I think. And he's like, yeah, I'm just getting pitted. He was like, blah, <laughs> 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 Yeah, I do remember that. Incredible. I remember that.
0: Um, it's but a national yeah, treasure. <laughs> I got coronavirus tested. Great news is I don't have the coronavirus. Positive outcome. A huge positive outcome. I didn't realize how easy it was to get the test though, dude. They shipped it in a day. I did. I swabbed the nose. Was, swabbed the nose? It was great. Cleared out some gunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: my gosh. I feel bad for whoever I had to deal to, with that swab. To test it,
0: yeah. So then you sent it back and the next day I got the results. Super easy. But yeah, I'm gonna be heading out there, trying to take a little R and R. I feel like my body's breaking down as we've seen over the last couple of days. So, um,
1: much needed. Much yeah, needed.
0: dude. I think it is much needed. It scares me
1: a little bit, given that I just got a new job or a new role. But um, honestly, I feel like you need even after this. It's just been a couple of weeks. I feel like your body needs a little break.
0: It probably does, dude. You've it been probably ramped does. Up, you know. You know how you are, man. I know. I mean –
1: Balls to the wall, dude, 24-7. I just want to make
0: a good first impression like with the job. But I think the other thing is like realizing to go as hard as I have been going for three weeks, like that's not something I can consistently do long term. It's very similar to what I did when I first started. Like I'm not going to work 15-hour days like I did when I first started. But I think it sets me up with a good foundation.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, something to consider would be, like, more frequent, shorter, like, not as long, but, like, breaks for yourself mentally.
0: Yeah, I probably could have used that. I mean, the thing with me, it's really interesting, bro, and let me finish the 411 before we get into this, but 411 is we're just going to release one podcast this week, again, with the travel schedule, and then one next week, so we're going to keep producing episodes, it just, I mean, the frequency is going to vary based on our schedule, right, this isn't our primary means of income, or... You know, I mean, it's something we love to do. It just it has to fit kind of the things we're doing from a schedule perspective. So that's the four one one on that. But going back to kind of what we were just talking about is it's interesting. Like you asked me if I was stressed and my dad and my my family was like, are you stressed about the new job? And I'm really not like I don't think I've been like lashing out or doing anything crazy. It's just the mental stress. I think I put myself under like self-induced, obviously, like did break my body down, which is really weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like anything. It's like when you start a new workout regimen or you start training like a new training. Uh, it's easiest to understand this like in the physical form because you can like feel it a little bit more, hmm. right? What do you mean by that? No, I mean I, you can feel your muscles are sore. You can feel okay the change. Yeah, but from a mental capacity standpoint, it's harder to. It's harder to feel it. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean you've been ramped up twenty four seven. So you've just been like. On, 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 which it takes a toll on – it takes a toll physically. It did, yeah.
0: It didn't take a toll mentally, which is interesting. Um, Or I didn't really feel it super mentally, but it literally broke my body down, something I've never experienced before.
1: Well, it's uh, something to consider is most people don't understand the amount of energy it takes to – like have your brain running at full capacity yeah for an extended period of time i think i brought this up before but chess masters for example I'm not saying you're playing chess all day but i am dude in a, in, a, chess, in, in a way you are you're 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 focusing on these small small moves and intricacies of conversations yeah uh so you i mean you're emotionally on you're also trying to think about like what what you can add to the table and also how to navigate the conversation in a way where you can get someone to open up to you. Yeah. So yeah, in a sense, I, I know ch- chess players when they're in a, like a massive tournament, they're burning 6,000 calories a day even though they're sitting in a chair all day. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, so the brain burns a lot of calories when it's ramped up. Yeah. So I'm not surprised that. Over the past two weeks, you keep saying, like, oh, man, my recovery is, is awful. And for those of you who don't know, Colton and I both wear whoops. And it gives you a recovery score the next day out of 100%. And cool. Colton's just been getting wrecked. Yeah. Even I mean, though you have been getting a decent amount of sleep, I would say.
0: Six to eight. I mean, six on the low end. And I would say more frequently, like eight, bro. More
1: frequently, eight. Yeah. Man. Your sleep's been a lot better. But you've just been not recovering. Not recovering. Yeah. So, yeah, man. I, I think you need a break. I think it's deserved. But yeah, to go back to where does the 411 come from, 411 Give it to was me. the number used by telephone companies for information, Okay. which meant the phone number and address of anyone who had a listed phone number.
0: Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, that's the 411 for the podcast. Dude, and even over these two, two weeks with just one other thought I've had is – It's so interesting what like a Saturday of like six hours to myself, like how it rejuvenates me like the other day or yesterday, even you were like, yo, let's, let's go on the bike. And I was like, yo, I'm going to read for the next two hours. And it's weird how much better my body felt being in a place of just like reading a book for two hours. Like physically I felt better. It was so weird.
1: Yeah. The, like the rest and I want to say rest and digest, but that doesn't apply. I, I wasn't digesting. <laughs> rest dude. and digest. I mean, you have been eating. So. I have been eating. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's but yeah, it's 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 great. It's
0: it's an interesting it's an interesting time to be alive for me, dude. But and the other thing is, this is another. I, I mean, another thought. I just want to bounce off you because I'm reading Green Lights, and I told you I love the book so far. But I feel like I could use a little bit more of a carefree attitude in my life. And it's interesting because I always live in this world of discipline, but I think there is some value in like
1: going where the wind takes you type idea. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we both could probably benefit from a little bit more of that. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> like the last couple weeks, you haven't really been picking up on my sarcasm. Man. What do you mean? <laughs> Got to lighten up, Francis. Come I on. do. I mean, I've been <laughs> on.
0: I've been on. But
1: no, I, I agree with that. A little spontaneity. That's not a word. Spont. It's not. No. Well, now it is. Spontaneity is the Spontaneity? word. Spontaneity. Yeah. Spontaneity. All
0: right. I mean, it, it's interesting, dude. Like people with. So the green the book Green Lights is like kind of Matthew McConaughey's memoir, but he took basically a year off in Australia and did a bunch of different jobs and kind of I don't know I feel like you build like this weird. You build this weird like interpersonal communication skills when you're just kind of thrown into different environments. And that's what I kind of want to do in Colorado. Like I kind of just want to, I don't know, see where the wind takes me. I know I'm going to be skiing, but I kind of just want to shut off a little bit and just be present in there and in a different circumstance than I've been in in probably, I don't know, the last two and a half years of life.
1: Yeah. I don't think you have a problem with this, but I think most people do is like when you do those types of activities, your phone away that's a great point yeah the biggest problem in trying to be present is in most people's uh that keeps them from being present is is their their phone i might leave my
0: phone behind a little bit
1: yeah i mean i would say uh, i mean you're gonna be out on the mountain you probably need your phone but yeah you're right for the most part like i mean i've been doing this recently like when i go out on walks or like i go for something where I know I don't really need my phone. Like if I go out to dinner or something, yeah. like I'll just leave my phone in the house, like in a drawer. That's a great note. So, Just something to note. What do you think? Live in of- the moment. Dude, it's,
0: for me, It's not, I think living in the moment is an aspect. Like don't be thinking about getting back and doing work because I can foresee myself like having that mindset or like checking emails. But it's more just – again, being in a different environment where you don't have all your like foundational things set up, right? Like I don't have my typical routine, just kind of putting myself in a new place. And I think that's a good practice. I wouldn't want to live there indefinitely, like where I'm just going with the wind and being a product of my environment. But I think in micro, in micro moments, I think that could be good for me. I mean, this is just all off the hip stuff, but that's kind of what I'm taking from this book.
1: So so what from the book is making you? Like, can you give me an example of like why how this is communicated through Matthew McConaughey's life? Like, what? It's just. What's making you say
0: his opportunities in life and like some of the learning experiences that are most profound to him, and I'm only like a halfway through, came from moments where he just kind of went with it, like he kind of went with his gut, went with his intuition, and I kind of feel that like gut sense or gut intuition that like something good is going to happen in colorado bro and it's just going to come from like going with the flow like seeing where not where the wind takes me because that sounds like fugazi but kind of
1: yeah yeah it's interesting like people and i feel like i don't do this i do this a lot it's like i don't trust trust my initial gut feeling right away why usually, is that I, I don't know i don't know because it's it's a gut feeling it's just a feeling. It, it's not actually like a tangible fact or a certain thing. It's just a feeling. Mm. So you could just kind of like push it to the side, so to speak. I think there's value and trust in that a little bit. But uh, yeah, I feel like for the most part, the gut feeling that you have is usually the right one, whether it's yes. like somebody you meet and you don't get a good feeling about them or you get a really good feeling about them. Yeah. Like in both on both sides of the equation. And this actually goes back to like when you take when you take uh, standardized tests, like for example, like a 65 or like the CFP. There's been studies done that when you first answer, when you your first answer mm. at a question is usually the right one.
0: That's interesting. Too. So if
1: you go back and you change, if you go back and change all of your answers, or you change the ones to answers you think are right two out of those three answers would have been right statistically speaking from this study so i've always learned from now on like you look at a question and you give your best guess initially and then you move on
0: i could get behind that 100 that's just a
1: small thing uh that has to do with like your gut feeling or your intuition like if you put in the work your gut feeling and your intuition is probably going to lead you to the right answer most of the time i think i could do a better job of that personally like, yeah trust I me, mean, too me too what else are you learning from this book? It seems like it's been pretty profound for you so far. So the rip, it, it's rip prof- it up a little bit.
0: The reason it's profound, I mean, I think it's it's like anything we read, bro. It's like what do the most successful people do, like in their craft, to be successful? And it's very, very interesting to me that he worked his ass off, but there are some circumstances where he got um, he got a role for like some movie script, and he kind of just went he was kind of going with the flow like in terms of this acting career thing and something just happened upon that path and he built a crazy successful career in the film industry just by kind of going with the flow and going down that path and like not really trying to again it's so nuanced because it's not like he wasn't working hard at it but i think there is something to be said about like i don't know experiences and again just going with the flow dude i don't know i feel like It's just something I resonate with where that's not something I practice regularly. So to see someone who has success going with the flow a little bit more, that makes me think, hey, I could probably do that. You know, It's just a different philosophy. And to see someone successful doing it means maybe I could apply it to my life. Because it's vastly different than how we typically think, right? Would you agree?
1: You say go with the flow, which sounds like – it sounds very – I mean, I don't know a better way to put this, but hippie-ish.
0: That's, it is. It sounds a little hippie-ish.
1: So I feel like that could be misinterpreted a little bit. I so totally agree with you. So could you unpack that a little bit more? Could you tell me like a little bit more about what he did to go with the flow? Like go with the flow for for me, it seems like is like going with the masses, which for most people is not the right way to go.
0: Hmm.
1: Like if you're told to go through the flow – go. F- Go with the flow in a corporate environment. I mean, you're going to end up being a worker bee for the rest of your life. That's a good point because I would
0: <laughs> – this is actually advice I gave someone in an interview the other day. I said, don't be afraid to challenge the status quo. I, again, because I would say in the corporate sense, I probably am a little bit more against the grain maybe. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So um, – I don't know, dude. I I, I just – I really think I'm having trouble articulating it because I haven't, quote-unquote, figured it out.
1: Uh, Do you think it's go with the flow or do you think it's more along the lines of taking what life throws at his – like throws at your way?
0: That could be it too. Yeah, like kind of going with what comes at you. Like, again, not following the masses because for him, he was going to law school – And, you know, that would have been the corporate career path to go. But he found in his gut that, like, this film thing and telling stories was for him. And so he called his dad literally, like, the next day. And his dad was, like, one of his...
1: Spoiler alert (laughs) on the book. I mean, I'm unpacking it. You guys should
0: all read it regardless of my horrible articulation of the stories. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing a dog job at explaining it. But... So he calls his dad the next day and his dad, you know, he says, dad, I think I want to go to film school. And his dad literally responds as simple as this, uh, don't half-ass it, man. So I think in that sense, he kind of took what his gut was telling him to do and went that direction. Totally a detour of what he thought he was going to do. And again, I don't know how this plays out in my life today, but for me to see someone do that and become incredibly, incredibly successful at like kind of taking it what, taking what life has given them, I just think I could probably implement that in my life. Again, I don't think I have a success story of that happening or not one that I've thought about, but that's just something I think about because for you and I, and I, you know, I'll group us both in this, but it just seems like we literally try and architect our lives to the 99th percentile. And when I say architect, right, every action we do is moving us in a direction. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing because I think it's benefited us. But, again, I think I could dial that back maybe to 90%. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think it's – yeah, it's a a balance, which is hard to find with anything. It's nuanced. Yeah.
0: I would just say we are very much of the other side of that spectrum. Or at least I'll put myself there. I don't know if you you would agree with that. But that's how I thought when I'm reading this book. I'm like, damn there's something to be said about like these cool life experiences and kind of taking what comes at you i'm trying to be more introspective dude in 2021 you yeah tell me
1: if it's working or not yeah, i mean it sounds like it's working man
0: does it sound fluffy i don't know
1: i mean it's I think, I, I think whenever you talk about that it can sound fluffy but i don't i don't necessarily think that makes it wrong or right or wrong right it just
0: excites me that it's someone who's so successful talking about it like people would say he's, yeah he's
1: an interesting dude i mean have you seen his Lincoln commercials? His what? The Lincoln car commercials where it's like – I mean he's the definition of cool. <laughs> he's so fu- – it's so funny. He's the definition
0: of cool in my <laughs> He's book.
1: so funny. What is he – what is he at uh, UT? He's like the director of
0: – Oh, he's getting weird now.
1: Cultural yeah. like rah-rah. I don't know I, don't know. I don't know.
0: I don't know what stuff. that side of his life is like. I haven't gotten to that point in the book. But if you listen to the Rogan podcast, he gets into some weird it's very stuff. very spiritual. Yeah. I mean, I'm not at that level. I hope not. But I think, again, it kind of goes back to what we say with literally every book, bro. You don't need to take everything that you read. You got to take bits and pieces that might benefit your life. And I think this is an area where I'm like, hmm, I might be able to practice this a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I forget who said this quote. It was in the Daily Selic, but it's like. Is that Ryan Holiday, Matt Holiday? Yeah, Ryan Holiday, but it's it's like an, a culmin, a culmination of uh, stoic philosophers, philosophers like yeah. Marcus Aurelius and Seneca and things along those lines. It has some. It's basically like don't don't ignore good advice from a, a shitty person or something along those lines. Huh. Basically, which I don't think Matthew McConaughey is a shitty person, but I mean just because you disagree with someone or you don't think they're a good person doesn't mean they can't have valuable advice but it's so hard very hard to to grasp it
0: i i agree with that point i think for me the hardest part about taking information from someone who might be a quote-unquote shitty person or whatever the the framing of that quote is is like you have no basis to understand how that advice would work right because if they're not taking it themselves or it's not helping them succeed. Like how can I possibly understand that that's going to help me? Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Good stuff, dude. What do you think? Green Lights.
0: Green Lights, yeah, man. I think I think it's a cool book. Uh, I mean for me in reading, I do like reading personal development stuff. But when you get like personal development stuff with a story, I, I it's unique. I mean I would kind of equate it to Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. Yeah very similar like there's a lot of cool stuff about those people's journeys that is personal development-esque but again with more of a storytelling twist on it
1: yeah that's cool that's cool yeah i i guess i would say i would similar reading a similar book what is it along those lines of four hour work week by tim ferris i like it i feel like he's a very similar person in the sense they're very spiritual yeah and very what is he what is his like what's his belief on spirituality um, I don't know. I haven't gotten that deep. Mm. But I know he's definitely done psychedelics a decent amount. So, Are we going
0: to go down this path of psychedelics?
1: No, no, no. I, I don't think we need to – I mean, neither you or I have ever done anything like that. But from not what I've to, read – I am
0: not opposed to it though.
1: From what I've said – or from what I've read with most of the people who tend to – who have – delved into those spaces they don't they're not necessarily the most religious people but not not necessarily they're still spiritual it's just not like in a religious way that makes any sense
0: I agree I mean because I feel
1: like there's a different there's a different way there's different ways to be spiritual yeah there's like your traditional conventional religion way there's even different sectors of that Mm -hmm. as well like you see a church that's all about singing and all yeah. that stuff and then you go to a more traditional catholic church that's just a priest speaking. Yeah. And then you have like the more introspective spiritual like what is life kind of people people. So, and that's where he falls. Yeah, I would say he falls there, but his whole the whole idea and the premise of the book is is you should be you shouldn't wait to do what you want to do is is what i've gathered so far i'm i'm very (laughs) not very far into the book but most people are like oh i'm gonna work you know hard until 65 and then i'm gonna do what i want to do and that's just a flawed way of thinking you're gonna spend your whole life doing something you don't want to do and then at the end of your life start to try to accomplish different things that you've been putting off for that long. Like don't put that stuff off. Figure out a way to accomplish them now.
0: I think that kind of goes back a little bit to what we discussed, dude, even with the money podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. You know, it's not that you shouldn't save for retirement. He says this in his book, like it's, it's funny. He kind of contradicts himself multiple times about like retirement. He's like, don't save for retirement. And he's like, but I still save for retirement. Yeah. So most, most people and, and he says this in his book is that a lot of people are sa- just saving as much as they can for retirement in the hopes of you know, not having to work ever again. Yeah. And, you know, sailing off into the sunset. When in reality, retirement, like saving should be the backup plan, mm. not necessarily number
0: one. Plan A. Plan A. And maybe that is part of our generation, dude.
1: It's a very interesting perspective.
0: I agree. But maybe that's part of like if you look – my mom always throws this number out out at me. So maybe you can do some research on it. I don't know if this is fact or all feelings here. But I think there's like a crazy percentage of like what people actually have saved in like the United States in terms of bank accounts. Like I think like – it's a crazy number. It's like 60% of all Americans have like less than $500 in their savings account.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, not – yeah. It's, it's concerning.
0: It's concerning, right? That's yeah. the point, whatever that number actually truly comes out to be. Right. But maybe that is a part of it. Like maybe people are not thinking about the long term because they're living in <laughs> – they're living in the present. I mean that could be a portion of it. I don't know. Like I don't feel like we're a huge – if I, we talk to people our age, it's not like I don't – it doesn't sound like we're huge savers at our age. Would you agree with that?
1: No, I wouldn't say they're, we're huge savers. It's just we see it as a part of what we do. What do you mean what we do? I feel like you and I see saving as more of like an expense than uh, like an additional thing. Like I would put savings on the expense list of my monthly income. Like, okay, what's going out every month? Like rent, I have my rent, Mm. I have my savings, I have X, Y, Z, what else? Like those are my fixed expenses. Right. Because most people are like, okay, here I've got all my fixed expenses, I'm going to spend whatever money I have this month, and then I'm going to save the rest. It's just people don't have that much money saved in their bank accounts because as they're – like people – and this is what one of Tim Ferriss' points is like – People think like as soon as I get more money, things are gonna be better. Yeah. That's never the solution. Like when you get more money, most people just automatically increase their expenses. Great point. So like like it goes back to the point of what we brought up on the last podcast, it's like who's more rich? Someone who makes two hundred thousand dollars a year and and has two thousand dollars of expenses or somebody who makes sixty thousand dollars a year and has forty thousand dollars of expenses. Very so, fair. Very and that's fair. the that's the problem right now. It's like unlimited wants with, I mean, limited capacity to get there. Yeah. So.
0: I mean, and if you, if I mean, we've listened or read a lot about, like, successful people, dude, and I would say large scale, they wouldn't say that money ever decreases their problems. Their problems just kind of become larger.
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, like money doesn't solve all problems. No, definitely doesn't. Most of the time, the amount of money is not the problem. It's the, un, it's the wants yeah. piece. Yeah. Can and I, I, frankly, I mean, I, that's, that was a problem with me early on. It's like, you want to do all these things, you want all these things, but you have a limited amount of money. Yeah. So you have to figure out like, what do you really want?
0: It's interesting.
1: We're, bu- we're
0: jumping around. Can I bring up one thing that we talked about last night? Yeah. Cause I thought it's pretty profound and it goes back to green lights. So here I am. Here we are at the book club, <laughs> the book club. We'll call it the book club episode. It's interesting when I read, like, about his parental, like, upbringing, but the reason I mention it, I feel like you and I kind of had to self-coach ourselves through a lot of shit. Like, I don't know. I I literally wrote, I feel like I've been my own kind of coach for the last, like, six years in a weird way. Do you follow that at all? Like, just with... Because obviously we had like kind of dysfunctional families and not that every family doesn't have its issues, but it just seems like sometimes like your parents actually, I don't know how to word this. It just seems like some people have just a a profound impact on like, or have a profound understanding of life that was given to them by their parents. And I'm not saying my parents did a bad job with me you could tell me maybe if they did but <laughs> but I think the reality is like I feel like we've had to coach ourselves through so much of life and that's what I kind of wrote in the book or thought about and again it's not to like hammer my parents at all because I think they taught me a lot of great things but I think honestly a lot of when I was like in the in the formidable is formidable bad like not the formidable years but like when I was being when I was like coming to my senses and learning shit. What would that be called? Like the fundamental years?
1: You can call it whatever you want, dude. Whatever. This is your this is your podcast, man. Okay. Whatever. Make it up. Make it up. I made up a word earlier. Oh yeah, I'm making (laughs) up words. But but you know that period in your life,
0: dude, where like you're in high school, you're trying to figure out life, you're trying to figure out how to interact with people. I feel like my parents call it the
1: crucible years. You're just being forged. You're being forged, sure.
0: The years you're kind of forging yourself. I feel like my parents might have had um their focus and energy like set on a bunch of different shit you know and I feel like maybe I had to coach myself through a lot of those life changes do you agree with that at all or like how do you think about it because I don't know to me dude I just kind of it resonated with me
1: yeah I mean I don't I don't know yeah I I feel like in in most people's stories you have the typical you know pillar that's there for pe- right. for people like the coach like maybe it's their high school coach of of their sport or maybe it's the you know somebody who just takes them under their wing or right. something along those lines unfortunately not everyone's that lucky yeah uh when it comes to it when it comes down to it yeah i don't i don't think i had somebody who was my coach through those years at all dude it's I know. just you you do become your own coach yeah I mean one thing I guess I would have told myself uh, that I wish I could go back and tell myself is like reach out to somebody. Yeah. Like find a coach. Yeah. Like, don't just – don't just expect somebody to show up.
0: But that's hard when – dude, you kind of need someone to reach out and be that person for you when you're like 18, 19, 20 going through college. Like I think you – it's tough to really look at yourself and be like, yo, I need – I I need someone to coach me through these experiences.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess you're you're right but at the same time if you don't have somebody who's who you're trying to model your behavior after or try to mo- like learn from then you should find that person. Mm. So I feel like we both handled it in different in very similar ways like we you know read a bunch of books yeah. read about the people that are held out there as being successful mm-hmm. try to identify the things that they do and figure out what works for you and trial and error throughout all those years so yeah it's cool that some people get like have the the luck of having someone in their life like a father or grandfather who is able to teach them these very important lessons from a young age i would agree with you because again i
0: I think my parents taught me in different ways and taught me different attributes. And now I would definitely consider my mom, like someone that fundamentally coaches me through different stages of life. But I was just thinking back to like the years 22 to 16, how amazing it would have been to have someone kind of focus on help me on helping me. And that's what I kind of read with his story. And I I, dude, I literally journal, like I kind of journal when I like read, um, books but i like reflect on what they say and i'm like damn you've kind of been your own coach like for the last eight years of life and i i think everyone needs to like grow to that maturity get i think everyone needs to get there to like navigate their life in the best way possible but i was like
1: wow it would have been hella hella helpful to have that yeah but i would say it probably made you a better person at the end of the day like not having that that coach i mean the – when you have that person in your life, they've ideally already made those mistakes and that's what they're teaching you to to not do. Yeah. It's like here are the lessons I've learned. Right. You can do it with them whatever you please but like these are the lessons I, I learned over the course of my life so you don't have to learn them yeah. over again. Right. Like, I feel like that's the main point, right? So like while well, it may have taken you longer to get to the same result. Yeah. You know, what you're not like—you've gone down the road of shit you weren't supposed to do.
0: That's a good point. So I, you got you get there eventually, anyway. But to have someone tell you who you trust, because your parents, I think, in, in like kind of reading this and having someone have this experience, I think you really do believe that, like, your parents are not above the law, but they know all type idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, I. I it's funny. You just, you say that like I forget when it happened for me, but I was reading some. I was reading something, and I don't remember what it was. But I sat. I was sitting there, and I was like, "Wow, that's the that's the most true thing I've ever heard." It's just like parents are you usually like twenty years down the line, right? So we think of our parents as being these all-knowing, all-telling people but in reality they're just you a little bit older
0: (laughs) i do agree with that now dude but i i I fundamentally agree with that now but i I, again i'm just going back to the idea because understand that i do truly feel grateful for the upbringing i had and like the way my parents raised me because again some people don't even have like parents like yeah so i am grateful for that But just to look at a household that, like McConaughey is that obviously still dysfunctional in nature, but to have those figures that were like, that's who I want to be and that's who I want to emulate. And if I ask them a question in this like those years that I'm getting forged into who I am going to be and I can trust them 100% with the answer they give me, I just think that would have been powerful as hell. And maybe you make less wrong decisions with that.
1: Yeah, I would say you probably do. But you can still make the wrong decision, right? Usually, like, his his dad gave him a very simple piece of advice. Yeah. Don't do it half-ass. Yeah. Some people are still going to do it half-ass regardless. That's a
0: good point. Yeah.
1: But But it
0: does, like, kind of make me want to be a father. It's crazy to say that. But, like, I'm reading this. I'm like, dude, it would be so cool.
1: Jesus, bro. But, yeah, I was just going to say the cool thing about this is, like, in 10, 20 years you're going to be able to be that person
0: i hope i hope i got a lot of work to do but yeah man i do want to do that i don't know how we got into a heavy topic it was supposed to be light today but i was thinking about it man these are some of my thoughts on a sunday
1: yeah i'm gonna to learn to juggle this month right, on it. a lighter on a lighter topic i uh yeah i wanted i'm I'm taking the challenges here to learn something new every month. So this month is juggling. Well, if
0: people have other challenges post the juggling completion, send them our way. I'd love to know.
1: Yeah. Does anyone else out there know how to juggle? Because I'd love some pointers. Yeah. Because right now I suck ass at it. It's way harder than I thought it would be. It's way harder than it looks. And it's funny because my sister, uh, Sasha, she always picked up these obscure things very quickly. Like, juggling, she could do it. Uh, we got Rubik's Cubes. You should for do that Chris. as a skill. Rubik's Cubes. Uh, what, Rubik's Cube?
0: Yeah, figure out how to do it quickly.
1: Okay, so maybe Rubik's Cube will be next month. But she learned how to do a Rubik's Cube uh, super quickly. She, We got Guitar Hero, and next thing you knew, she was, like, freaking Jimi Hendrix on Guitar the, Hero. through
0: the fire and flames on x
1: Unbelievable. She was so good at it. Like, these small little things. Her fine motor skills are out of this world, and she's kind of ambidextrous yeah she can she writes with her left hand but she can write better than me with her right hand that's crazy really good handwriting Uh, if you've ever seen my handwriting it looks like a four-year-old like i said before we send clients birthday cards and it looks like everyone in our office signed it and then they gave it to their son to sign (laughs) at the end of the day it's like oh that's nice they're giving their kids a chance to you know sign and say (laughs) happy birthday (laughs) Like no, it's just just, just, just uh, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin over here.
0: Alright, so I think I think before the end of the month, no doubt you'll have juggling. You got Rubik's Cube one month, but I'm interested to hear I want you. to
1: learn a different language that's can't that can't be done in a month. But that's out there. Uh what else should I learn how to do? I don't know.
0: Let me think. I like the Maybe language. Maybe a handstand hold? Like straight out. Just up. a
1: freestanding handstand. Yeah,
0: do it. I mean dude, the world is your oyster, man. You can do whatever you set your mind to do. The, the language yeah.
1: thing is interesting to me like i'm so bad with english to begin with
0: uh, that's dude that's for we're me. over
1: here co- coming up with different what? words different here
0: words yeah i mean for me the language thing like juggling is like a cool like semi easy skill to learn like language not so much and very little practicality in my opinion
1: i don't think i could get it done in a month so probably knock that one if off. your
0: heart's on it though dude if your heart's set on it go for it you know Learn some Spanglish.
1: Yeah. You, what What was your suggestion the other day? Learn how to hold your breath for six six minutes? Yeah.
0: Do something crazy like hold your breath. Breath holds. Alex
1: was like, I would never let him do that. I
0: would never let. He would die. <laughs> he would die. No. Well,
1: well, what else? What other skills? Any suggestions out there? Shoot them my way. Anything cool that somebody thinks I can learn how to do in a month? Or maybe you don't think I can learn how to do it in a month. Send it my way. I don't do it. Love it I'll dude. learn it in a month. I, I will. It. I will. Get oh. at me. But it. yeah, every time someone asks me have you ever been asked like, whoa, is there something interesting about you or is there somebody a special skill like that you oh, have? Yeah, I
0: don't have any answer for that. You,
1: yeah, I don't either. So I'm this is my attempt at creating twelve of those answers. <laughs> I love that
0: dude. That's smart. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I what so what would you say today if someone asked you like what's a unique skill you have?
1: Yeah, see I don't I don't really have a great Neither answer. Neither
0: do I I have no idea what I would say. What would you say about a unique skill of mine? Nothing. <laughs> There's nothing.
1: Fuck, dude. I don't think it's going sleep depriving yourself for long periods of time. My hinge profile would be garbage. <laughs> yeah. Is that what people put on hinge or something? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Ah, don't don't ask me that question. Don't lie to me, lie to me dude. <laughs> Unbelievable.
0: Um, you have anything else over there, kid? We have we jumped around, but it's one of those lighter Sundays. We call it. What are we calling it? The book club or the book club?
1: Uh, What's the last funny thing you saw on? I feel like you've been trying You said you've been trying to laugh more. So what's the last funny thing you looked at?
0: Last funny thing I looked at. So uh, I don't want to say your face because that'd be rude. That would be rude. So um, I don't know, dude. I I really, I really don't know. I don't have an answer. What's the last funny thing you've looked at?
1: So there's this guy on on YouTube, his profile is steep steep okay. S T E E P. This is where's this guy on dude? He he's like he is your stereotypical like skier bro okay. or a snowboarder bro, and he reacts to people like skiers and snowboarders doing tricks, and it's the funniest freaking thing I've <sighs> in my entire life. I thought you were supposed to
0: be off social media for this month.
1: Yeah, I don't really consider that social media. Is that social media? YouTube? Yeah.
0: A thousand percent social media.
1: Really? A hundred percent. Huh. Well, shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. It's, I mean. Okay. Well, uh, apparently I'm a piece of shit. So. <laughs> you're not a piece of shit. <laughs> you're making strides. You're off Instagram. That's good. Yeah. What? Else? You don't have anything? You got nothing funny you've seen lately? I've been
0: in the trenches for the last two and a half weeks Well, with this You're job.
1: failing at your trying to be lighter in life goal this year so yeah man pick it back up find something funny okay
0: laugh next podcast so i'll come back with something.
1: we saw dodgeball we watched dodgeball the other weekend absolute classic and then we're on peaky blinders peaky blinders fantastic never wanted to be a irish gangster more in my entire life dude the shit's pretty great
0: i'm yelling during the entire show yeah i'm just so amped up but i see shit go down did i tell you about the story when i first watched that no Remember, I, I've told you about, like, being abroad and having my appendix out in Croatia. My yeah. buddy handed me an iPad, and I just watched that, like, twice when I was in the hospital because that was the only season of something he had downloaded. Shout out to my friend who did that. That was a great That's
1: that's a, that's a lifesaver right there. That's nice. Being in a random ho- uh, hospital in Prague. No, it's Croatia, bro. Croatia. Yeah. Oh, jeez. They didn't speak
0: a lick of English.
1: Damn. That's a scary moment did you think at any point you would you might might be going this might be your last moments there i i'm a dramatic person so i get my get my will in order i think i'm going
0: i i called my mom like 10 minutes before they like put me in like they had to rush me into surgery because like my appendix burst so um i just called her and i was like yeah mom i'm going in <laughs> like i'm going in and the last thing i remember is the doctor just strapping me down with some uh it almost looked like a lifting belt bro they just strapped me down and said 10, 9, and that's the last thing I remember. Next thing you know, woke up in a creation hospital bed. People smoking cigs on the balcony. The whole thing. People with, like, lung issues smoking cigs on the ba- Dude, it was it You're was kidding me. No, nah, I told you this shit.
1: <sighs> wow. That's that's quite a place to be in life. You have lung issues and you're out there smoking a cig.
0: It's, like, a cool story to look back on and tell, though. I, like, interviewed for an internship in the hospital
1: what would be your fun fact? Would that be your fun fact? Uh, My ex- panic exploded and yeah, if
0: show. like someone asked me a fun fact, I think that would be a good one or another one. It's like not dark, but it's just kind of crazy. I had seizures when I was younger, so I think that's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, that is crazy.
0: What's your fun fact,
1: dude? See, I don't. I'm not really good at this stuff. All right, well,
0: I'm sorry for putting you on the spot there.
1: Unbelievable! Just making me look like a freaking boring idiot. What are your? What is your interesting scale? Nothing. Next Fun question. Fact, nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I got nothing.
0: All right. I mean, that's all I have for today. Or you have any other introspective thoughts you want to run by me? I mean, we can use this as catch-up time. We've been uh, we've been training a lot. I don't think anything crazy is going on with the Ironman, but
1: no, it's still. I think it's gonna happen. So I'm excited about that. What
0: do you? It's definitely gonna, dude. Texas could not be more open for business. America, yeah.
1: There's one decision I'm happy with is picking a Ironman in Texas mm. a year ago. Great, great, great call by me. Good work, dude. Locked out there because yeah. if you if you're gonna be in a place and you want to know for sure that something's still gonna happen, Texas, Texas, is the place yeah. to do it.
0: I think it's gonna be an interesting three and a half ish months of training. Yeah, we got
1: a big weekend next weekend. Yeah, and I'm gonna be away, so I have to do it next week. Yeah, <laughs> what do we got? We got two and a half hour bike and an hour and forty five minute run. Yeah, gonna be crushing it.
0: It's so crazy though. Like when you're training for this, I, I told you this the other day. It's I have more bad days training than I do good. You know, just because it's so long, dude. Like I feel like mentally, I have just prepared myself for training sessions to kind of be hard every time.
1: Yeah, it's funny. I feel like we have completely different perspectives on what training sessions are hard for each of us. Yeah. Because, like, the runs are always hard for me. And I feel like you usually crush the runs.
0: I feel good on them until of late when I hurt my Achilles. Yeah. I'm very scared about that. But
1: How's how's that feeling?
0: It's feeling good, dude. I mean, it feels tight usually after an hour and a half run. I mean, as it probably should be. <laughs> but um, I think it's just one of those tweaks where it's like you got to work through it. Got to figure out a way to get it done. Like, it's not... A, if we're doing on a pain scale of zero to 10, it's not like anywhere north of five or it's probably like a three or four. But again, it's just a part of the process of training for something for six months. I think you're going to hit speed bumps in the road and you got to figure out a way to circumvent those. Nice word.
1: Beautiful. I, oh, there you go. That that's, is an, a real that's, that's a real word. That's, <laughs> a- <laughs> that's beautiful. Look at that. <laughs>
0: Um, but yeah, man, yeah, that's life. That.
1: That's life though. It's cool to see you finally, uh, maybe, maybe having a little bit more maturity around your training.
0: I'm, hey. you're telling me I'm not mature.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm not mature. Gosh. A younger Colton would have just cut off his, cut off his leg and continued to would train have been limping. <laughs> Absolutely limping no yeah like a wounded a wounded deer out there (laughs)
0: but to your point dude i I always tell people this i don't know how anyone trains for an ironman by themselves because you're so right like there's swim workouts where i just don't have anything in the tank and like your actions kind of carry me through it and maybe you just mentioned that with the run but it's like to sustain that by yourself for six months or eight months however long people normally train is wild absolutely wild
1: yeah, having someone to go at it with is way, way easier mm-hmm. than when I was training alone. Yeah. Like, when you're training alone for, through something like that, it's, yeah, it's you get dark. Very dark. It's
0: the only way to do it. I mean.
1: That's like anything, though. I think that's a great piece of advice is don't try to go at something alone. Yep. I mean, when you go at something alone, it's so much harder than if you, you know, grab somebody to do it with or find somebody who's got similar goals to you and, start pursuing them together 100 percent. make each other better 100
0: i mean and dude one other thing i thought about just on this iron man thing is james lawrence is literally going to be on day like 52 of his 100 iron mans in 100 days when we run ours like you're telling me someone's going to do 100 iron mans in 100 days straight and i can't do one come on now no, we'll crush it, dude. I'm I excited.
1: Know. I'm excited. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna do really well. I started off with Iron, this Ironman training with like very low expectations, and as a, as we continue to train, I feel like we'll we'll be able to hit that 11 hour mark.
0: You think 11? If I go sub 12, yeah, I, I break. 12. I'm taking my shirt off at the at the end. I mean, the shirt's gonna be off anyway. Who am I kidding? But
1: <laughs> I think I'm ripping it off at the end if I go sub 12. Yeah, the best part about these workouts is we're always outside. It's like 30 degrees out. And <laughs> Colton always has his shirt off. It's f- hilarious. You should see the reaction of some of these people we run by. They're like bundled up. They have scarves on. They got gloves on. And Colton is like a gazelle just out there in the wild. No shirt. People probably get a weird expectation. Dude, it's just me being dark. Like I'm literally becoming <laughs> a f- I'm becoming an alternate
0: person and it's like my feral personality.
1: What's your alternate personality? Like it, a name? Do you have a name for it?
0: I don't no. I don't. Maybe we can think of one. Yeah. I, dude. I no. I just like go to this dark place where I take off my shirt and I just fucking feel like a lion. I don't. <laughs> oh my God. I can't believe we can got we get here. a growl at the end over of the there? <laughs> Good. I'm glad we we're gonna leave it with that. Colton yeah. feels like a. lion. That's a, a great lion. place to end it. It is. It is. Can we get a roar over there no. from
1: Colton? No. Absolutely
0: no? not.